dancing, the mute speaking, the works of Jesus. This is all about Him manifesting His glory that the people of God would fall on their faces and say, holy is the Lord. All glory and honor to Him. Well, Tom and I have just come back from uh, Nigeria. We were ministering in uh, Jos, Nigeria, with Global Awakening and Lapis Lazuli. Um, as we saw the Holy Spirit begin to move, they, I was really impressed. They had Sozo ministry going on in all these different places, uh, a prophetic ministry, healing ministry, as well as what was happening in the conference. It's quite mind-boggling what can be done when someone gets a vision. And I was so blessed to watch it. But to be a part of this was a real privilege. And um, we saw the Holy Spirit moving with so much power. The deaf ears were opening. The lame were getting up and dancing their African dances. It was just, oh, it was so wonderful to watch and see. And um, people were seeing this. And one mother ran home to uh, get her daughter who was deaf in one ear. Uh, she saw all the deaf ears opening, so she ran home, got her, and bang, her ear popped open. Um, and we saw miracle after miracle after miracle. And as I was walking in on the last night, one of the widows grabbed me, and she said, I brought my friend from the village. She's blind in both eyes. Can you, can you please pray for her? And I said, well, make sure I pray for her before the meeting finishes. You, you, you come and find me. And she was worried. She's like, well, how will I get to you? How will I find you? I said, don't worry. I'll remember. And um, because I felt that it wasn't the time to pray for her. I wanted, I, th I think maybe I needed to get myself into that um, atmosphere of faith or I don't know what it was, but I felt to pray for her later. Anyway, as the meeting was going on, many, there were many words of knowledge and a beautiful lady, one of the um, ladies must have responded to a word of knowledge. Uh, she'd had a stroke and she'd been mute for, I think, several years. Uh, this is the moment that she, she was healed. If you want to have a look at that, we've got a video. Here's some footage of another wonderful miracle that God did recently. So she hasn't been able to speak for two to three years because of a stroke? <laughs> yes, about two to three years. She hasn't yes. been able to speak. Yes. She had a stroke. You tell her to tell us something. You said, It's when we saw that, that suddenly I had faith in my heart to pray for the lady that had been brought that was blind. The earlier in the day we'd seen bl a blind eye open. I think we'd seen two different blind eyes open, but um, this was the first lady I'd prayed for that had ever, uh, ever prayed for that had had, was completely blind in both eyes. And after that lady got healed, I felt God say, it's time for her. So I called her out and this is the video for this beautiful Mother, woman. I thank you, look at me, look at me. Jesus, we love you. Father, I thank you. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ. Her name is Regina Sule. Her name is Regina Sule. So you couldn't see before for how long? More than four years. More than four years. Okay, this is her neighbor that brought her. You know, you know this lady? I know her very well. What's her name? 
Her name is Regina. Regina. They took her to village because she cannot be able to see. Okay, she couldn't see. Yes. With one eyes or both eyes? With both eyes. Father, we thank you for these beautiful eyes. Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch my hand. This woman was completely blind. Touch my hand. Touch my hand. Hallelujah. Touch my nose. My nose. amazing. You know, I believe that the Holy Spirit, as we start to recognize who he is and what he's doing, that's when faith starts to come into the room. And I believe that what this move of God that we are starting to see moving across the earth right now is a call for the lifting up of our heads, that we would look up at him, that we would see him. Now, Ephesians talks about the Father giving us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. We've been talking about John 17, 3. Who can tell me what that says? And this is eternal life, that they may know him, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. This is the very essence of eternal life, knowing him. It's what it's all about, ah, that I might know him. It's, it's not just a ticket to heaven. It's actually finding him, knowing him, having the eyes of our understanding enlightened. I was singing today as I was walking around the house, and I, I was singing, Thou, Lord, art a shield about me, you're my glory and the lifter of my head. And then I was looking at the Psalms, and it's here. It's Psalm, I think it's Psalms 3. Psalm 3, verse 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. And I believe that this is what the Holy Spirit is doing right now. He's lifting up our head so that we begin to see him in a fresh way. You see, when we see him, nothing else matters. When your eye is on the problem and the things going on around you, it's very easy to become distressed. One of the things I've been noticing as I've been walking my way slowly through the word, I've been making a list of things that God values. What is valuable to God? And as I'm working my way through Genesis, and you know, I'm up to Joshua at the moment, what I'm discovering is, I, as on my, my own personal list, I'm discovering that God values our love. He values our trust. He values our loyalty. He values our obedience. There's so many beautiful things. And the reason I'm making this list is because I am taking that verse in John 17 seriously. That this is eternal life. That we may know him. If that is it, if that is everything, then everything we do should be about discovering him, about knowing him. I want to know you. I want to know you through your word. I want to know you as I worship you, as I talk to you. 
And as I, as I look at this, I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting to capture us, capture our attention so that we see him in his glory. Because when we see him, it's like the old chorus, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And we can sing it and we can say it, but you know, the truth is, when we get our focus on him, that is where the flow of the anointing comes. And the heart of the Father is for a people who would become so overwhelmed with the glory that we would live in the place of overflow, that we would be looking at him like Stephen did when all the people were accusing him. I see the Lord. And his face shone like an angel. He was living in the overflow. And Jesus, every time he lifted his head, lifted his eyes to heaven before he was about to do a miracle, was demonstrating to us this connection he had with the Father. <gasps> he'd look at him and then he'd release the power. And I believe that the Lord is capturing the hearts of the people all around the world. The bride is waking up to the splendor and the majesty and the glory of God. And he is drawing us into himself. As I was reading in the book of Joshua, I, I love this passage here in Joshua chapter 5. In verse 13, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked. So he lifted his eyes and looked. That's what Jesus continually did all the way through the scripture. Lifting his eyes to heaven, raising his eyes to heaven. You know, when you come intentionally to lift your eyes and look, you will behold. If you seek him, he will be found by you. When you come with an intention, I'm not just going to sing about you. I'm going to talk right to you. I'm going to sing right to you. When you come with, I am not going to be satisfied with singing about you in an idea. I am going to break through and eyeball you. I need to make contact how I got saved when I was in worship as a 12-year-old, saying, God, I believe in you, but I can't see you, and I don't know you, so it's really hard to worship someone I can't see and I don't know. Help. And he did. <sighs> I knew who I was worshiping all of a sudden. Do you know what that's like? Where the Holy Spirit makes the Father real to you. Suddenly you know Jesus. You know the Father. <sighs> and then you enter into eternal life, which is this continual pursuit of discovering more and more. Knowing him more and more. This is the whole essence of eternal life. This is it. I found the one who satisfies my soul and I am not letting go. 
and we become overwhelmed with him. And the Lord is calling us deeper and deeper into that place of surrender where we say, Lord, you're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. (laughs) It's true. Can you feel it happening? It's a supernatural, sovereign grace that the Lord is releasing so that you can release those things that have been weighing you down and just say, that's it, you're everything. And it's not about some big uh, effort that you're making. It's simply that he is wanting to so overwhelm you that you recognize this is life. This is what life and life more abundant looks like. I'm just going to give my life to him daily as a living sacrifice. This is my reasonable service, my reasonable response to the great mercy of God. Oh, God, here I am. Here's my life, living sacrifice today. Thank you, Father, for your mercy toward me. Hallelujah. And as we do that, as we see him, we discover some glorious truth. As, as Joshua lifted his eyes and looked, behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. You know, when you lift your eyes with an intention to see, you'll see the man. You'll see the one who, who wants to make himself real to you. And It says he was standing there and Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? I love this bit. So so he said, no. Are you for us or for our enemies? No. Well, hang on. That's 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 not the question I asked you. Are you for us or are you for them? No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I've come now. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandal off your foot for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. This is what we call a Christophany, a a a revelation of Jesus, a pre-incarnate revelation of Jesus, the Lord himself showing up. And the revelation that Joshua got as he sought him and found him was that it's actually not about me. It's actually not about us and what we're doing. It's all about him that the cause is the kingdom. It's all about him. It's not about us or them or it's about him. And when we discover him, as we lean into what the Holy Spirit is calling us and drawing us to, that is to lift our eyes and see him, you'll discover the joy of losing your life to find his that suddenly you're no longer seeking for God to help you, but suddenly you recognize, I'm on his team. 
Oh, this is all about him. This is about the kingdom of God, that everything I do is for the glory of God. And it's wonderful because you no longer have to fight and struggle to try and see the things that you think you're supposed to see. It's, it's no longer about you and your destiny or your ministry or your calling. It's all about him. And when you discover that, it doesn't matter about uh, whether it's your ministry or your church or, or your, uh, your venture or your thing. It's, oh, God, how can we bring you glory? And the, as you see that, then he begins to release his glory. Because when you recognize that it's all about him, that we're on his side, that we are for him, and that it's our privilege to worship and glorify him, then the resources of heaven are released to see the kingdom of God come. When Jesus would heal the sick, and he, when he told us to go and heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, he said, tell them this, that the kingdom of God has come upon them. That is, that the kingdom, the glory, the majesty, the revelation of who he is, is being released through your ministry. As we're seeing the blind see and the deaf hear and the lame dancing, the mute speaking, the works of Jesus, this is all about him manifesting his glory that the people of God would fall on their faces and say, holy is the Lord, all glory and honor to him. And as you behold him, as you respond to him, he releases more revelation in the knowledge of him. And the more revelation in the knowledge of him you receive, the more you want to surrender. And the more you surrender and say, Lord, yes, God, your ways are wonderful. Yes, God, my life is yours. The more he releases the anointing because the anointing flows like a river from the throne. And it's as you allow him to be your glory and the lifter of your head that you get to drink freely from that river. And then out of that comes the overflow and people are saved and healed and delivered. They experience the glory. They see the majesty of God. And the kingdom of God is increased. Hallelujah. It seems so simple. People accuse me sometimes. Oh, it's so basic. It's so simple. But you see, the problem is many times we are looking for the complicated and interesting because we failed to put into practice the very foundations that God has given us. If we could be a people who would give ourselves to knowing him, who would respond by giving our lives as living sacrifices, who would be looking day by day to see God how can I glorify you today? What would you like to do? We would see the glory of God manifested on the earth. The will of the Father is that the glory of the Lord would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And God who revealed himself to Joshua is wanting to reveal himself to you and I day by day. You know, as you seek him, you will, be you will find him. We sang it tonight. 
If you worship, he will manifest himself. If you call him, he will manifest himself. How do we, where do we get this from? This theology is from the word of God. He says, seek and you will find. That wasn't just for those that don't yet know him. That was a word spoken to believers. God is looking for you to lift up your eyes and look. Look with an expectation to see. In the book of Daniel, we read, Daniel says, I looked and I saw. I looked again and I saw. I looked again and I saw. He kept looking with an expectation to see and God kept showing him. Every time you come to him, when you wake up in the morning and you're tired, and you, you say, Father, I love you. Good morning. You look with an expectation because you can have faith to know that the word of God is true, that if I seek, I will find. So, Father, there you are. I love you. God bless you. He wants to enlighten the eyes of your understanding by his Holy Spirit morning by morning. Every day he has a fresh revelation of himself to spark within you worship that is truly birthed by the Spirit. Worship that's in spirit and in truth is given to those who would look with an expectation to see. The Holy Spirit will enlighten the eyes of your understanding in the knowledge of him. And you will be drawn into a life of freedom. Freedom from self. Freedom from fear. Freedom from all the cares and the anxieties and the fears and the worries and the stresses. <sighs> this scripture in Psalms was written, Psalm 3 was written when David was fleeing Absalom. I mean, and it was a pretty awful situation. But he says here, you're my glory and the lifter of my head. He's honest. He tells the Lord, this is pretty rough. This is really hard. But as he talks to him, look and see what he says here. Lord, how they've increased to trouble me. Many are those who rise up against me. Many are those who say of me, there's no help for him in God. But... You, O oh Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I'll not be afraid of ten thousands of people who've set themselves all around me. Arise, O oh Lord, save me, O oh God. And he, he finishes with, salvation belongs to the Lord God. Your blessing is upon your people. David knew how to press through and connect. Okay, this is the reality. There's a whole lot of people. There's a whole lot of things that I'm facing. So God, you're my glory and the lifter of my head. I would be afraid of 10,000 people. Because the gift of faith flows from the one who is the author and finisher of our faith. As you seek him, you will find supernatural strength, supernatural power. You will discover the gift of faith that will continually flow and overflow through you. That we might then be the just who live day by day by faith. 
faith that doesn't come from what you know, faith that doesn't come from what you remember, but faith that comes from the one you're looking at. When I went to pray for that lady that was blind, I was waiting to connect in such a way that I could feel the faith flowing. God wants to help you in every situation by lifting up your head so that you can be a conduit of the glory, of the anointing, of the river that flows. Psalm 23 says, He anoints my head with oil, my cup overflows. The oil and the wine flow from the one who is the glory and the lifter of your head. You know, I've seen the Lord moving in so much glory and so much power. And I've watched it, bang, bang, bang. People get healed one after the other. And then the next one, and they didn't get healed. And I could feel it, it didn't happen. And I've thought about it sometimes. Oh, God, you know, the anointing's so strong. It's bang, that ear, that ear, that ear, that didn't happen. And I've realized that often that's been... They saw that one happen. They saw that one happen. Then they thought, I'll give it a go. And their faith was more in the anointing they saw flowing than in the one that was giving the gift. You see, if we can be people who will put our faith in him, who will see him, he will bring us to a place where we're no longer hoping that something might happen, but into a place where we go, yes, it's mine. Because when he tells us, we've got it. You know, you can read about it, you can hear about it, but when the Holy Spirit quickens it to you, you know, I got it. I know that when I need a breakthrough, I'll begin to remember the scripture, I'll quote the scripture, and then when the Holy Spirit makes it come alive on the inside and I hear him sing it to me or hear him say it to me, I know, that's it, I got it. And God wants to give that to you every day. Every day. When you come, when you ask, when you seek, you can look up at him and behold him. And when you see him, he will give you the faith to believe to the place where his perfect love will cast out all fear and you can just live in the overflow. I believe tonight the Holy Spirit wants to release the overflow through people's lives tonight. If you're here and you know in your heart, I need to get my life right with God. I want to cross over. I want to, re- I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I want a new life. I want to leave behind my old way and I want Him to be my Lord and my Savior. I want to pray for you tonight. If that's you tonight and you know you're not walking with the Lord, but you say, I want that. As everyone bows their heads, I want you to prayerfully consider this. Do you know him? Because he wants you to know him. He wants you to discover him. He wants to be your Lord and your help. He wants to give you eternal life, forgiveness for your sin. I travel around the world and get a whole bunch of different currencies. But unless I actually take them to the exchange place, I can't spend any of that here in Australia. 
and really, it'll just weigh me down. That's what it's like in the kingdom. There is foreign currency, things that aren't part of the kingdom of God, things that aren't righteousness, peace and joy, sorrow, shame, pain, disappointment. And it's like foreign currency that you can exchange. It has value. You can bring your sorrow, you can bring your pain and exchange it for the divine exchange rate of heaven. For more on how to do that, have a look at my book, Double for Your Trouble.